Welcome, everyone. It's the Bumcast with your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge. And once again, I'm joined with the man Baloney and the original Southside bum. And gentlemen, you know, the uh, NFL playoffs are right around the corner and I have a confession to make. And I have come down off of my anger mountain that was the Bears loss on Sunday. And I am fully embracing the playoff game this week. You know, I... I was like, I was, you know, as, as rightfully so when every time the, the Packers spank the shit out of the Bears, everyone, you know, kind of just wants to, you know, smash a few plates or, you know, throw a few things against the wall. But um, I, after, after that, uh, after the night, I got, I slept it out and uh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for the, for the Bears to make history. Let's get that upset. Let's get that new, let's get it after noodle arm Drew Brees. You know, hopefully we get Roquan back. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll just uh, shock the world on on Sunday. Oh, welcome to this side of the aisle. I'm I'm happy you could join us. The uh, the 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 wagons the wagons empty. I was gonna say the wagons full, but it's not. I mean, there's a lot more of your your side of the 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 fan fandom than than my side. And I was right there with you for a long time. But like I said last week. I might as well just enjoy this because we don't know how much more of, of decent, productive um, games, like, you know, worthwhile games in Chicago we have. So I might as well take this one and run with it, even if it is just for one more week. Yeah. And who knows when the Bears will get back into the playoffs. Let's hope it's the start of, you know, sustained success, as the Sox would like to say. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for for some, you know, good old-fashioned playoff football now let's bring it on i think it's just a life of a bears fan like they'll say they'll be heated they'll be pissed off they'll be i mean i'm the same way too i keep on saying all this stuff about them and yet i still watch them every week i'm still cheering for them i'm still giving hope and that's just the way it it always is as a bears fan they're just always having that piece of like your heart that you're just like "Ah, they might have a chance here so um but yeah i'm you know, I'm watching just like every other Bears fan, hoping for the best and go Bears. Go Bears. Yeah, I mean, we're in a dysfunctional relationship. That's what it is, right? It's 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 we are that friend. I swear I'm gonna leave her. I swear I'm gonna leave her. It's it's better yeah. wife syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 dysfunctional, but it's the uh, the only thing we know. Yeah, sometimes I wish the Bears had you know, or like, or Chicago was like New York, or you know uh la where we had two fo- football teams but i don't think my heart could take much more heartbreak than than one one team a, a, a season no and that's i mean you say that because of how mediocre we've been but you don't root for the cubs you know true you're a Sox fan you don't root for the cubs i true. mean i don't wish i don't wish Ill it on the will cubs. yeah yeah i don't i don't but actively I don't, root, I don't root against the cubs especially when the Sox have sucked just as long as the bears have so I wonder if I, I wonder you, if the Chicago Cardinals were still around if we would be because it was they used to play at Comiskey Park and if they would still do that if they would be on the south side if we would be Bears fans. That would be interesting. Just the dynamic of of where you know allegiances would lie if they never left. Lord knows I'd probably have a Larry Fitzgerald jersey <laughs> and goddamn Brandon Marshall jersey. Hey, we would have Kyler Murray in the wherever they're they would be playing. All so right, now we're into we're into some crazy hypotheticals. Now we're, now. now we're down. We're in the, really we're in the wormhole right now. Yeah, the multiverse, NFL multiverse. All right, guys. So it's the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend kicks off this Saturday, and we decided that we're going to do a little NFL playoff preview here. We'll talk about some Bears. Talk about the other five games on the on the card this weekend. So. I'm looking at this, the Bears and the Saints right now, which is uh, Sunday at 340. Bears are opening as nine and a half point underdogs. Does, is that uh, is that reasonable? Is that fair? I think it seems fair. You know, the Saints are a really good team. They're at home. We got some guys that are banged up. It's from everything, uh, all the reports say Kamara is going to be back. So nine and, and a Thomas. half seems, yeah, that seems high. But realistically, we barely made the playoffs and they're a really good team. So um, I, I think the line's fair, 
Um, that being said, I think the Bears could hang in this. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, it all depends on if Roquan plays or not. If, if somehow Buster Screen, Jalen Johnson, and Roquan play, I think we're in really good shape. Um, but if if those guys are banged, obviously they're banged up. But if they're hurt, um, it's going to make uh, it's going to make a victory quite quite tough. Yeah, I, I, that's that's definitely the key. Is make sure we get our defensive guys back in the lineup healthy. I want to see Mitch tack the middle of the field this time. I I don't want as many swing passes to Cole Komet as soon as he get as soon as he feels some heat because I think I saw what was that like four or five passes to Komet like in the you know towards the sideline when he got some pressure. So I I just want to see a little more oomph in the in the offense not so vanilla yeah and i wouldn't um when they had that three game winning streak um and they were running the ball they they shouldn't go away from it i mean don't play cute like do what you were doing when you were winning and they had a good game plan for the first three quarters against the packers um obviously they weren't it was hard to stop uh rogers and it's you know, it's going to be, this is not the same Drew Brees that's been playing um, like the old Drew Brees. So it, it is possible to stop him, but obviously this is still Drew Brees we're talking about. Um, but yeah, don't try to play cute. I mean, you guys were on a roll when um, they were in that three game winning streak. Obviously this is a better defense that you're playing against. Um, but um, just stick to the running game. Just keep on doing that. See what Mitch can do. Um hopefully Nagy's not, you know, doing the play calling, let laser do what he's got to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it just, just, stick, just continue to stick to your game plan. That's all. And it's a good recipe to possibly uh, beat the saints. So. Yeah. And um, we like to hark on the offense a lot. Um, I'm going to go back to the defense. Um, if we are going to make some, some noise and keep this competitive, um, Khalil Mack and the rest of that defense, they got to earn their money. Yep. Um, if, if you could get pressure on Drew Brees, that makes a big difference because he's not as elusive as Aaron Rodgers. And obviously Rodgers sees this team twice a year. So he's familiar with their schemes. He's familiar with their plans. Brees, not so much, even though they played this year, they, they, they just don't play as much. So I think if the defense is getting pressure on Brees, it's going to make the the game a lot easier for them, especially because what the saints do well is they run the ball really well and they got a lot of short, quick passes. So if you get to the quarterback early, that kind of eliminates one of the two and it makes the, I'm going to talk about it again. Pagano has to call a better game. Um, But yeah, the, the defense has to earn their money. There's a lot of money on, on the defensive side of the ball and, and they got to go earn it. Yeah, Robert Quinn needs to earn that $70 million and not just end up with one sack, you know, for the season. But going back on the offensive side real quick, um, Saints are really good against the run. So if I think if we're going to be running it 25, 30 times with Montgomery, we're going to be in some trouble. I think one of the keys in the, that they need to establish in the beginning is just, you know, get the play action going, get some get some runs, and then start doing the play action, and let's try to – beat him across the middle. That's, you know, I think that's going to be the best way to attack the saints. Cause I, I just don't think that Montgomery's going to have the same success that he's had against green Bay or Detroit or Houston, the past and Jaguars the past few weeks. I mean, he's been really, really good lately. So I don't want to take anything away from Montgomery, you know, top five back past few, you know, think like what second half of the season he's, he's been up there. So yeah, I just, I saints have a different, you know, level of, run stop there so i want to see some play action that's my call yeah and then what the over under is what 47 and a half so uh, vegas is, is that it is correct yeah it's not it's not like they're predicting a high scoring game you know and that benefits us mm-hmm. if if we could keep it close and we keep it you know uh three touchdowns three touchdowns and a field goal wins the game then that benefits us big time because if it's a shootout we're in trouble exactly Okay, so let's take a look at some other games in the wild card weekend here. We'll start with the Saturday games. First one on the docket here is the Colts and the Bills. Uh, Colts are the underdog at six and a half. That seems 
pretty hefty, but Bill's offense has been firing on all cylinders lately. Josh Allen, I mean, you could maybe make a case for him being MVP, you know, if Rodgers wasn't having the lights out season that he was having. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I think the Colts with Rivers are just going to kind of fade. You know, I'm not trying to take anything against the season that they had, but that that Bills offense is just that's that's kind of a scary offense with what especially what Stephon Diggs has been doing this season. That offense is awesome, man. Josh Allen looks so good. The st- the steps he took from last season to this season is crazy. The way he developed so quickly, and yeah, Diggs is good. They got they got a really good offense. Um, it'll be interesting. Seeing they're, they'll they'll be playing at home. Um, the Colts are are an indoor team, and Rivers has played his whole career either indoors or in California. So I'm interested to see how the weather is going to be in this game. If it's if it's in Buffalo, so even if it's a little, if it's cold or even a little snowy, that benefits the Bills greatly. I think the bill, I think the Bills are the real deal, and it's crazy to say because Bills Mafia for for a long time has been kind of a, a, a laughing stock, yeah. but they des- they deserve this. Um, they're a really good fan base, and I'm excited to see what they could do. I really think they can make some noise. Oh, they um, will. I think. I think the Bills. Uh, no, no, I'm saying like just the Bills in general. They could they could oh. go far in the playoffs. Um, but, I thought you were talking yeah, about the, 60, the 6,700 fans are going to be like, yeah, they're going to make some noise. Like they'll they'll but, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll pick up the slack for the extra missing twenty thousand yeah. or thirty thousand, whatever it is they hold. But I I do think like you said, I think the Bills win, and I I think they win pretty easily. Johnny, any take on that? Um. I, I've I've loved the Bills. Like I, I they've uh, um their just offense is just high powered. I've been always picking them as far as like my bets uh the over because they've just been covering the whole time. But um I'm really I'm really excited about the Bills. I, I think I'm I'm calling it right now. I think the Bear, uh the Bills are gonna go to the Super Bowl. Ooh, that's a good call, man. That, that's that's that's, that's Chiefs, a, I, I would put some money on that. I think I, I take a little dabble on that. The Chiefs hasn't haven't looked as could, good as they did in the beginning of the season, and and the Bills are peaking at the right time. So that's not a bad that's not a bad call, Johnny. No, that's yeah. That that's exactly you know. And I'm glad you mentioned that the Chiefs. The Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be up there, obviously. When you have Mahomes, I mean, you can always bet the house on that. But the way that Josh Allen's been playing lately, the way that the offense has been clicking, the team in general, they just been on a whole nother level. And I just, I mean, during those whole nineties, when, when, when uh, they had Jim Kelly and they went to the four Super Bowls, I think this team is very, very talented to go and uh, take them to the next level. So uh, I do like the bills as, as far as this, uh, this game against the Colts. Could you, could you imagine if the bills actually had a legit like top 10 running back? how good that team would be like that's yeah, I mean, their only... good enough. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't, they don't really have a running back, but they're good enough as is man. Like that, that, that offense puts up points. Um, and like I said, they're peaking at the right time. I'm hey. excited to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good game to, cause I mean, how many times have we gotten like the, the Tennessee Texans game, like to start with like at wild card weekend or something. So to start off with a really, really good, Colts and Bills game that uh, that's a good way to start off the that's exactly what I thought when, when they announced the schedule I was like oh for sure they're gonna put the Reds the, or the Washington football team um in the first game or something like that or I, I thought even the Bears Saints w- might have been the first game but uh obviously that would have benefited us with uh Kamara but I'm excited to see this and you like you said it's a good game to kick off the slate yes all right so next on next on the Saturday list we got the uh the lifeless Rams but yet thank you Rams um, taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks are a three and a half point favorite. I really like that line. Uh, that's one of my previews for my bum bet for the week. Uh, I know Jared Goff is probably 50, 50 to play. They're saying he's throwing, but it's kind of too soon with his thumb injury from the coming back from the surgery. And if Wolford has to start again, I think saints easily cruise with the three and a half Seahawks Seahawks. Sorry. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Um, I won't say I, I, I wrote down in my notes, don't say anything bad about the Rams because we own one. So I'm not going to say anything bad about the Rams. I'm just going to say the Seahawks are a better team and a more complete team. And especially without golf, I think uh, I think Pete Carroll will have those guys ready to play. Um, I like the Seahawks as well. 
and the under on that is 42 and a half. So obviously they're not putting a lot of faith in the Rams putting up points this week as well. All right, Johnny, anything on that game? I'm picking the Seahawks. Yeah, good choice. Sorry, Rams. <laughs> That's a good choice. And thank f- you. Thank you. Thank you, Rams. And yes. the f- and the final game for a Saturday night is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the WFTs. Uh, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady opened up at seven and a half point favorites, which seems kind of low for me after what we witnessed Sunday night with Alex Smith gimpy on one leg. Um, I, I think that Tampa Bay is just going to go in there and smash Washington and it's going to, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I, I am. This is going to be that. I mean, this is not going to be close. I, I don't expect it to be close unless something crazy happens. Um, yeah. Alex Smith is gimpy. They don't, I like, he, they said he's going to play, but both quarterbacks might get some time. Yeah. Uh, obviously the, the Washington football team is, I mean, that whole division was a joke to begin with. So they're lucky yeah, to just to be in it. Uh, I, I see the Bucks rolling pretty pretty handily. And, and Tampa Bay, man, they, uh, they it took some time in the beginning of the season for them to really gel. And I know there were some Arians press conferences where he was going at Brady, and then Brady was like kind of de- defending himself. But um, we knew that they had the firepower to be this kind of team. They look pretty good, man. They look pretty scary. That offense looks uh, legit. So... It'll be interesting to see once they get once they get past the Washington football team. It'll be interesting to see once they get into the 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 the, the good teams of the league. See how they do. So yeah, I've been when you I've, have Brady and then the playoffs. I mean, that's the recipe of you know, yeah. it's an automatic win, especially yeah. against Washington, which which is limping in, into the playoffs here. So um, should be a an easy win for Tampa. Now I've been hearing people in the the NFL media talking about that Washington can pull the upset here because of their defense and their defense can get after Tom Brady, who, you know, obviously doesn't, you know, move out of the pocket at all. So do you think that Washington defense is, is good enough to put some pressure on Brady and hang in this game? The, or is Tom- defense is, the defense is good, but they're not at the level to be able to win playoff games. Um especially even if they're getting pressure at Brady, the two headed monster of Jones and Fournette, they've been good all season. Like they've been bad for fantasy most of the time because you don't know who's starting and you know, you don't know who's getting carries, but as a football team, um, Jones and Fournette, um, they both can play and, and they both, they, they both run the ball. So even if, if, even if they are getting pressure to Brady, I think, uh, I think Bruce Arians and, and Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator and Brady, they, they know what to do to, to be able to combat that. Yeah, and Mike Evans might not be playing that game either with his hyperextended knee, so that'll be interesting to see if he actually suits up on on Saturday. And the uh, the over under on that is forty four and a half. So again, looks like Vegas isn't putting much on Washington to put up ample points against the Bucks. All right, so let's let's move on to the Sunday games here, and. The one that I'm I'm intrigued about besides the Bears game as well is this is the Ravens and Titans game. That I think that's gonna be a good old fashioned, you know, slobber knock. knock. Yeah, that's yeah. just so we got we got um Baltimore favored at with a minus three over under is fifty four and a half, which that seems really high for those two teams. I think that's gonna be a low scoring game, in my opinion. I think if they're gonna score points, I don't know if it's gonna get the fifty five. Um, but these two offenses can play, man. And, and I, I'm excited to see this game just because, like you said, I think it's going to be a rock and sock and robots. It's going to be back and forth. Um, both teams could run the ball. Both teams could throw the ball. Uh, it's interesting. I know Baltimore Ravens, uh, they were kind of, you know, like the uh, – the they didn't win the division, but that's a team nobody wants to see in the playoffs. That, that Ravens team, John Harbaugh, they, he's got them ready to go each and every playoff game. And, and they're a team that could make some noise in the playoffs, not their fans, but them. Yeah. Um, but I'm intrigued to see this game. I think both teams think they could win this game and rightfully so. Um, I think the Ravens win. I think they're the better team, the, the better overall team. But like I said, I, I might be completely wrong on this. Does, uh, does Derrick Henry put up 150 against the Ravens defense? Well, he bullied them the last time they played. Remember, if I don't know if you remember, that was the gift where, where he just 
stiffed oh, on two yeah. people and, and broke off like a uh, 80 yard run. So it's interesting. I think just uh, Lamar Jackson, man, he's so good when he's running and throwing. Like if, if, if he gets out in space, man, Lamar is so good at that. So it'll be a fun game. Yep. And it took him, it took him like two thirds of the season to finally start running more. I mean, he got away from what he was, why he was an MVP and everyone's like, why aren't you, why aren't you running? Why are you staying in the pocket? Like make, make, make the plays, make moves. And he wasn't doing them. And people were like, is he broken? Like what's, you know, and I had, it wasn't until the two, the dude, the doo-doo game was the one that kind of started him. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, any thoughts on the Ravens and Titans? I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to that game because it's obviously two you know high powered offenses and and in the AFC so uh, I do am gonna take the uh, the doo doo pants in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um, I just think that uh, with Lamar Jackson and like how Peter you know just kind of piggybacking off of him is just that I think that when he's on the move, uh, he's very very dangerous. I think he did back to back seasons with over a thousand yards rushing. Is yeah. that, I'm I'm not quite sure if that's yeah. correct, but yeah, he got there. Um, that's incredible. That's incredible for a quarterback. So, um, I I and Ravens is another one that um, other than the Bills is another dangerous team out there who could score too. So um, I definitely I, I can see them putting up a lot of points. Both teams, uh, especially when you have Derrick Henry. Um, but yeah, I got the Ravens on, on this one. Okay. All right. And I think I'm going to take the Ravens as well on that one. Uh, okay. So we already talked bears. That's a three, we, we did talk bears. I wasn't sure if you're going to give your, we, we should probably give our official bum predictions with scores, final scores and everything like that. Okay. Well, for, for the bears game, I will have, I will say bears, I'll say bears 24. Saints 30. Ooh. I, I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. What do you got, Johnny? Uh we stinking. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it close here. Uh it's gonna be Bears 21, Saints 24. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> what happened? Hey, we so got, him, co- of, we got him we got him covering. So this <laughs> this close. is not gonna be my official bum bets, if you will. I'm not gonna put money on the game or anything like that. But I'm I'm picking the Bears. I have to pick All the right. Bears. I think they keep it close. I'm gonna go 27, Bears 27, Saints 23. Um I think the defense holds at the end, and and we got a Bears victory. So um, somebody had to pick them, right? I think, I think me and Jason can agree. I both. I, I hope we're both wrong. I, yes. You know, I hope. I, hope, I, hope I'm, I definitely but, hope I'm wrong. Yeah, definitely so, hope I'm wrong. But I did have them covered. If, so. if if they hey if they win, then we owe Peter an apology and everybody yeah. else who's and and a, and, a, and a beer. Yeah, I was about to say, keep your yeah. apology. Give me a pizza <laughs> or a beer or something. <laughs> All right, and sure and the. And the last game on Sunday, which is going to have a lot of opinions from Peter right now, is Ugh. Browns and Steelers. Steelers open as a six-point favorite, over/under forty-seven and a half. And this one, I have to be honest, I cannot read this game whatsoever. I don't know how this is going. My heart wants to say take the Steelers. My eyes want to say take the Browns. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on this game. I don't know which way to take this. So the good thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys can notice, I'm in a new location. Uh, I'm not recording from my bedroom anymore. So anytime I would talk about the Steelers, I would start whispering like this so nobody could hear us. But now I'm down in the basement. I can say whatever I want, but it's going to be good things. Um, I think the Steelers win this. I think it's best case scenario for the Steelers. Um, They've seen each, obviously they've played each other twice already, um, but the Browns really had to play um, to win last game. So they had to throw everything they had at the Steelers and the, and the Browns barely won that with, with the Steelers resting their starters. So you get to see like the playbook, you get to see everything that Baker Mayfield has you, you get to rest your starters and now you're going home with your full complement of players. I think it's, 
the best case scenario for the Steelers. So I'm picking the Steelers to win and, I, and I'm probably going to pick them to cover as well. I know uh, they're the Browns are going to be without their head coach. Yeah. Um, stuff. And they, and they got, they got a couple other people um, in the protocol. So I think it's best case scenario for the Steelers. I think they win this. And if they don't, I, honestly, like, what are you doing, man? Like you got the rest of your players, you got to see their full complement of like plays and, and, and kind of what they have in store for you. Um, the Steelers should win this. Okay. Johnny. Yeah. I mean, it's playoff experiences versus, um, you know, Cleveland just coming in fresh here. So um, I agree. Um, I'm going to take uh, Ben, you know, with the experience and especially with those, with that team, the Steelers over the Browns. So um, it's going to be definitely close. Um, I, I'm with Jason too. It was very hard for me to pick either one of those teams because anything could happen, anything could happen. So, uh, yeah. but I am going to lean more towards the Steelers. And yeah. And the last thing I'll say is, is, is it's a division game, the Sunday night game at, at, at the Steelers home. It, it might be low scoring, man. It, it might be one of those like, you know, classic AFC North matchups where, it's it's gonna look brutal at at the half. It might be you know ten to seven at the half, um, but the, it, it just seems like the AFC North plays those type of games. So it's, it might be ugly, but I I feel like the Steelers should be able to handle them. And that's what I was gonna ask you too. I mean, I know you you've seen enough you know Browns and Steelers games in your days to say. What, do you think that over? Or are we taking the over or under on that 47 and a half? 47. That's a pretty good line. I, I think it's right where it should be. Obviously, Vegas knows what they're doing. I keep saying that. They're they're Vegas for a reason. They they feel like they never miss with these type of over-unders. Um I just said that they're gonna be a smash mouth low scoring game, but 47. Uh no, I, I still think that both both offenses can score. We've seen both offenses score high scoring games but they've both been kind of off and on and kind of sputtering at the end. I would take the under at this. Okay. All right. So I think, I think I'm going to go with, you know, you guys kind of talk me into it. I think I'm going to go Steelers to win on this as well. Uh, so as far as rest of the playoffs here, give me your AFC NFC winner, your, and your Super Bowl matchup. Oh boy, man. Uh, I don't want to do it. You, you know, like I would hate to do it. I think the Packers come out of the, uh, the NFC. I think they're that good. Um, and I just don't see anybody contending with them, especially if you have to go to Lambeau. Um, Lambeau in the cold, in the snow, it doesn't affect them at all. Um, I think the, the Packers make it in the, uh, the NFC. And I'm going to just say, I, I want to see the matchup I want to see. I want to see Mahomes versus uh, Rogers Super Bowl. I think, um, like we talked about, the Bills have been playing really well, and they that AFC. I think that's more the more comp- the anything could happen. It's more competitive um, in the playoffs. I think the Ravens can make some noise, the Titans can make some noise, even the Steelers if they get hot. Um, but I still think um, Pat Mahomes has the pedigree to get there. Um, so I'm gonna go Chiefs Packers, and I think I'm gonna pick the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Right. That's okay. where All I should right. I should start whispering. I feel gross. I, can we start over? <laughs> we might have to turn this off, man. I don't you, you like. You feel like uh, you feel like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Blech. It's just not Yikes. good. Plunger to your mouth and everything. <laughs> Yuck. Johnny, who's your picks? Uh, same with the NFC. I, I mean, I you know, I hate to say it as well too. Just I I just don't see anybody stopping the Packers. Maybe maybe. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers could be possibly uh, somebody who can stop them. Um, other than that, uh, it's just, it's just hard. I mean, he's just playing on a, another MVP level. He's probably going to win the MVP again. Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Um, bills. I said it before earlier. Um, I'm picking the bills to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but once again, you know, as Peter was mentioning is that anything can happen in that AFC. It's a very tough, um, tough conference. Um, so you can see the Ravens going in there. Obviously the, you know, the dream matchup, I think everybody would want to see is the chiefs against the, uh, the Packers. It's a uh, super bowl one and two with all over. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, bills and, and Packers, uh, as far as super bowl winner, um, I, I, you know, 
I hate to say it too. I just, I just oh, don't see no, anybody. Take yeah, no, I just don't see, I don't see anybody uh, beating uh, the Packers. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, they're on a different level right now that Aaron Rodgers is playing ridiculous. I mean, it, it's like Tom Brady ridiculous. So um, I hate to say it, but yeah, I'm probably going to, you know, go with the Packers too. Welcome everyone to the Green Bay Sports Bums. I'm your host, <laughs> Baloney with Cheese, alongside Gouda and Mozzarella. Um, Jason, who do you got? Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you guys here. I think that you know TB12 is gonna overcome the aura of Aaron Rodgers, okay. and with with the offensive, like you said, Tampa Bay is kind of clicking, you know, right now with that offense. They finally. Have, finally kind of, you know, all start gelling together. And if they get Mike Evans back, I don't think that green Bay, it'll, it'll, if it's, I think that it's going to be in the NFC championship. I think it'll probably be Tampa Bay. I don't know how the bracketing is going to go, but I'm assuming if it's Tampa Bay and green Bay, I don't think green Bay's got enough on defense to cover Evans, Godwin, Antonio, Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Ronald Jones catching passes in the flat. Yeah. Like I don't think they have enough to, to stop that. So I think that Tom can pick apart the Packers defense. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay and Kansas city in the super bowl, the goat versus the young Padawan who's already the MVP. So it's going to be the goat MVP versus the, the future multiple MVPs. And I think that would be an awesome story for the super bowl. Cause we all know how much, you know, NFL loves having stories for the super bowl. I would like to see Bills and Bucks in the Super Bowl. I think that would be a really good offensive performance, but I think it's going to be um, Mahomes and Mahomes and Brady. And who wins? It's not a bad one too. And I think I think the young one. I think Andy, just with Andy Reid, you know, Andy Reid's that mad genius. So I think that uh, he Andy Reid's going to find a way to you know take down the Bruce Arians offense there. So or defense. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Casey is repeating. Yeah. There's a lot of good storylines. I mean, obviously besides like Washington and I hate to say it like the bears um, there's a really lot of good matchups and a lot of, a lot of teams could really surprise people. Um, everyone's, everyone's a contender. So it's going to be a really good playoff. So I'm excited for them to start. Um, can't wait. Yeah. Can't just wait. going through that list again, just one more time of, of, you know, the, the, the playoff games it's, I think there's not one other than the Tampa game. I think there's not one boring game. I'm going right. to watch every single one of them. I'm very excited about every single one of these. And I, I assume that it's just going to be nonstop football fun. So I'm, yep. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. So we'll have a NFL, you know, wildcard weekend recap bears, hopefully hopeful bears victory Monday on our next podcast. But if you guys may or may not be aware uh, the Bears and Saints are going to be the first ever game broadcast simulcast on Nickelodeon with don't ask me why. And yes, this is a real thing. So there's going to be the game on CBS and Nickelodeon. And apparently the players are going to get slimed and shit when they get say score <laughs> touchdowns or eyes bulging out their head. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do graphically, but it's going to be some weird Nickelodeon kid shit. So, yeah. So they announced that, like they said that they're going to have special, special, like, kids centric uh announcers and stuff like that to focus um to kind of um it's just a kids themed broadcast it's interesting i mean obviously the nfl is trying to make i mean the the nfl already runs the world i don't know what they don't have to do this but it's cool you know if i was a kid if if i was uh, like a 10 year old football fan i'd for sure be turning it on nickelodeon and see what they're doing yes so since that game is on nickelodeon we decided that we would kind of joining the nostalgia Nickelodeon spirit. And we are going to power rank our top five Nickelodeon shows growing up. So most of these are going to be from the nineties because we are old fucks. So um, we're going to give you our top five. And this could, this, this cannot, this doesn't have to be just like a Nickelodeon cartoon. It could be a game show. It could be one of their, you know, um, live action, like, Clarissa yeah. explains it all and all that stuff. It doesn't. It, yeah, it's it's the entire spectrum of Nickelodeon shows. So we're gonna give you. A, we're gonna do like kind of what we did with uh, the Christmas toys and each give us our number five. So uh, Peter, I'll let you start. What is your number five? So my number five 
is a show. It was like a game show. It was almost like Jackass before Jackass. It's called Wild and Crazy Kids. Do you guys I love remember that show? I Wild, love and Wild and Crazy, crazy Kids, Kids was yes. awesome, man. <laughs> I used to like. I know a lot of people were gonna go through this 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 list of shows, and and, and I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but a lot of other game shows, if you will, that that kids wanted to be a part of. I always wanted to be a part of Wild and Crazy Kids. I, it was I, like the summertime. There was always outside in the summer. Yeah, if, if they were doing some crazy took a stuff bunch of like paint. day campers. Like they just took yeah. day campers off the bus and like, hey, you guys want to play like water balloon toss <laughs> or some shit, you know, like. And then I, and I wrote a note, the, the host of those shows. So it was Jessica Gaines, Omar Gooding and Donnie Jeffcoat. Um, I don't know, for some reason it was, they were just a little bit older than we were, but they were still like in their teens. I thought those guys were so cool. Looking back at it now, I went on YouTube and I looked at the theme song. Those guys were nerds. I don't know what I was thinking. But at the time, I'm like, man, these guys are cool. So, uh, yeah, that's my number five, Wild and Crazy Kids. Well, Wild and Crazy. Well, Wild and Crazy. Yep. <laughs> All right, Johnny, wild what's your number five? <laughs> well, I, I, had, I had Wild and Crazy Kids on my list, too. So I might as well just talk about that as, a little bit more as well, too. Another thing about that show is that they always would have um, some sort of b-list celebrity on there as well too i don't know if you guys remember that as well too yeah that they would have like jonathan taylor thomas maybe on there or like stephanie from full house it would just be like somebody so random to be on there but obviously it would be a kid that would be on that show but i always see love though like the, they would be in, like in the mall doing like all these like in the mall activities. yeah yeah, and they would be like on this huge ass like landscape where they would just be doing all these like crazy like you know how mentioning balloon fights or this obstacle course that they do. Yeah, I've always wanted to be on that show. I think one of my favorite things that they used to do is they used to do the um you had to like uh uh turn like use a baseball bat and just spin yourself around for like t- ten times. Yeah, the dizzy and bat. You would have to hit the dizzy ball. Bat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was like that was probably like one of my favorite ones all the whole time. But yeah, Wild and Crazy Kids was definitely was a show that I wanted to be on. It was definitely a popular show back in the '90s. So, yep. Since I, you know, that was on my list, I might as well just piggyback off of that as well too. Okay. Cool. Do you want to give you number five, or do you just want to you want to save it for another round? I'll I'll save it. Okay. Okay. So my my list is a little more unconventional. I I might. I definitely love like wild and crazy kids, but some of my stuff might, the way I rank it might kind of shock you here. Uh, my number five is Ren and Stimpy. Mm. And I, I love that show most, not only because it was so, but it was much more adult for its time than it should have been. Cause some of the stuff that they got away with, you know, you don't really pick up as a kid, but when you watch it 10 years later, you're like, Oh, those guys are some dirty motherfuckers. Um, but I, I, I love one of the things I loved the most about Red and Stimpy was like just like their secondary characters, Powdered Toast. Powdered Toast, man. I knew you were you going know, to that. Just put the, the butt cheeks, like grab onto my ass cheeks. And, you know, like, and so, then also um, the, the Mr. Horseman, like, no, sir, I just don't like it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I, I'm glad you mentioned them. They're not on my list, but obviously they're a classic. I don't know why. Even as a kid, I thought their humor was like too cheap. It was all like fart jokes and butt jokes and stuff like that. And I know a shout out to our buddy, uh, Rick Brown. He loved Ren and Stimpy. He, lo- he loved Ren and Stimpy big time. And for some reason, maybe my comedy is a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> but it was like, I was like all these do- the guys do is like make fart jokes. So, so I-, I can respect it because they're a classic, but it was never my cup of tea. Okay. All right, so that's that's my number five. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna snake this as well. So my number four is actually one of it's probably one of the greatest, but it's it's one of the greatest game shows. But it's my number four, and that's Double Dare. I'm sure some of you guys have on your list as well. But I mean, anytime everyone wanted to be part of the physical challenges and run the obstacle course. I mean, I had the Double Dare home game set. You know, you had to try to catch like the, the cup in your the ball. You put the cup on your head and try to catch it. And there was just all these other just like weird games that they had in that in that that set when you when you bought it. But yeah, I mean, some of those questions were just like super easy to get, and then you just yeah you know, when you don't get it, like well, we'll take the physical challenge and um yeah. And I was I was always I was never a fan of 
as big of a fan as family double dare as I was of just original double dare. So that was like, what I was gonna ask you when like, you get that double get, dare. Get the family shit which, like because it was like extreme double dare and like crazy double dare. But like, like yeah, the, the the one thing I will say about the family double dare. So my dad would and Johnny, your dad as well. They would run marathons as as uh, in when they were younger, when we were kids. And I always thought we were so athletic as a family. We would dominate the families in in in, in family double dare. I'm like, look at this guy. He's like an accountant nurse or some ner- some nerd dad. And so I would used to get mad that like these people are like not athletic enough to like swim in a pool full of slime or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, a, a great show. And then, like, when the questions are, it'd be like, and the f- family's got a huddle, and it's like, the dad knows the answer, the mom knows the answer. Yeah. Like, there's no, yeah. just who cares? Like, just give them the answer. But yeah, no, the original Double Dare was always my favorite. All right, uh, Peter, number four for you. My, my number four, and I think a lot of it had to do with my namesake. It's the Adventures of Pete and Pete. <laughs> I used to love that show. I used to love watching that show. It was obviously Pete and Pete. And like the brothers, and I never had a brother, so it was like I I I just thought it was like the funniest show. It was like one of the first sitcoms that like were like my shows, you know. Like obviously everybody watched Full House and, and you know Step by Step, Boy Meets World, all the TGIF shows. But for some reason, the Adventures of Pete and Pete seemed like it was like oh I have to watch. It was like appointment television for me, and I can't pinpoint anything specific besides the guy's name. It was Pete, but I loved it. Awesome. Johnny, what's your number four? Uh, number four is there something, a show that you got, you already mentioned, which is the Ren and Steppy show. Nice. I really All love right. that. Sh- I really like, love, I was also a fan of Ren and Steppy's show. They actually, they, they only played it for, I believe like five or six seasons and then they moved to MTV. Yes. Um, yes. I remember they were yeah. two. Yeah, because I yeah. think they were part of that whole Beavis and Butthead when Beavis and Butthead came out as well too. They had that oddities, you know, show, but that's a different topic. But too um, many yeah, fortunes. I was a big fan of Ren and Stippy with their like crazy, stupid, silly humor. I just, who doesn't love a good fart joke? So that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on here. My number three is another game show here, and it is. Uh, double dare on steroids that's guts that's my number three we're, we'll, we'll all right i like it tag team this happened last draft yeah so guts man i wanted to be on that show so bad i i i would get mad especially and, and this is all iterations of guts guts global guts whatever it was that i think that's the show it was the american gladiators for kids you know like right. i wanted to be on that show so bad get and, that argo craig exactly but um it, yeah dude that was like appointment it was like monday night football for me like i had to watch guts and see who's gonna win yeah and, so, and some of those like obstacles were actually kind of challenging i, I, I like I, I see some old episodes and i'm like there's no chance in hell me as a 12 year old could have done some of that shit like yeah like after the first or second season they started adding like water sports to it and i never learned how to swim as a kid so that's one thing that like in the beginning, I'm like, man, I would dominate these kids. And then, like, after the second season, they tossed a pool in there and they would have to canoe or, or like, do some sort of swimming event. And I'm like, oh, man, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I'm like, I got to in my head. I'm like, I got to learn how to swim so I could go on guts. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely and just and always like at the end, like climbing the mountain and the smoke, you know, shooting in your face and everything and you yeah. climb the wall and everything like that. That just yeah, you needed some good upper body strength for that shit. Oh yeah, good good show. Number three for both of us for guts. Johnny, what's your number three? Oh, that was my number three too. Oh hey, we got a number three. Clean, yeah. That was nice. Clean, clean sweep. sweep for number three. I love it here. Okay, all right. Yeah, wasn't wasn't the final the final uh, obstacle just going through that mountain? Yeah, and you had to hit yeah. the like buttons. Like yeah. it was like an obstacle yeah. course. Yeah, exactly. Moment. Yeah, and then the, like like um like fake rocks would fall on you and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like foam, it was like foam rocks and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. My my number two is, in my opinion, the greatest game show on Nickelodeon. And that's Legends of the Hidden Temple. I took it. I show. think. I mean, you you know, you had the blue barracudas, silver snakes, orange, whatever's. I can't remember all of them, but 
you know, making them cross the moat. You got a talking fucking statue. You think you're tripping on acid and shit, you know, and I used to always, when they had to go through the temple at the end, and I would always get so mad when those, those kids couldn't put together the fucking monkey. It just be like bobbling it. Like it's a, it's easy to put together. It's, it fits right in. Like, are you, you don't know which way the monkey's head faces. Come on. I used to get so mad. And then you, I mean, even though it did kind of have like fucking, you know, like some pedo fucking vibes with guys and have naked. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I made a note of. (laughs) I, I didn't like that show because it, it it was just a little bit too weird. It looked like those, um, I don't know if you guys remember Power Rangers, like the putties or even like foot soldiers for, for um, Ninja Turtles. The Legends of the Hidden Temple had their own type of fake goons like kidnapping kids in the temple. <laughs> like it was weird. It's like he's hiding in a closet and I'm going to grab you. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, that's why I didn't like it. I didn't like that show. So, I mean, I, I can respect it because it is a classic, but I'm like, I always thought like, give me guts. Don't give me the, uh, the weird temple show. Okay. Johnny, what, what is that? Pete, was that your number two as well? Or you know, what's your number no. two? No. My number two, uh, it's another sitcom. Uh, I love this as a kid. The, I don't know. We could probably sing the theme song, but I'm not going to bore you guys with it. It's Salute Your Shorts. I used <laughs> to love Salute Your Shorts. I never went uh, to like a like a summer camp or anything like that. But um, that's like the only like experience I, I, I got with it was, was Salute Your Shorts. And they had, I don't know if you guys remember, Donkey Lips. And then the guy, Ugly, which I thought was hilarious. His name was Ugly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I used to love Salute Your Shorts as a kid. All right. Johnny, number two. Uh, number two is something that was already mentioned was Double Dare. Um, I, too, always wanted to be on that show. Um, same thing, like, when Peter was mentioning that. I, I think that, you know, if I would have been on that, that, that game show, I think I would have done really well on any of those obstacle courses or even answering the questions. Uh, but yeah, I've always wanted to be on that show. I just, the whole slime and trying to pick the, 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 the slime up the flag off, you know, the, the big nose and stuff like that. I just, it was just always a classic, especially around the eighties, early nineties. So um, yep. yeah, definitely double, double there's number two for me. Awesome. And I'm going to give you guys my number one and you, you're going to, be like i i mean you might not understand my number one but I'll, I'll give you a good reason behind it my number one is are you afraid of the dark oh that was a good show i had it in my honorable mentions it was yeah. it was cool it was like just scary enough to where like when you're a kid it's like oh i'm watching something spooky but like obviously it wasn't too crazy no um, that was a good pick jason yeah no because the reason why is you know like obviously it always closed out snick and yep growing up as a kid uh me and uh, my other buddy would always go by my friend Rick's house and the three of us would always like either like play some, you know, like video games and stuff. And then when Nick, like Snick came on and we'd always, you know, go like, just put the light, turn the lights out, you know, watch it. Hopefully, you know, you get a little scared or whatever, but over to some like good, like childhood memories of just like always be with my buddies, like on a Saturday night, just like playing video games and like watching, are you afraid of dark? And then, you know, calling your mom and, you know, saying, Hey, can I stay out for an, an extra hour? I'll be home. I'll be home at 10, you know, whatever, you know, it's, especially in the summertime and everything. So it, it was some good, it was just, that was like just really good, like childhood memories. And that's why are you afraid of dark was number one. And even though they did have like a crazy, like creepy clown episode where like the clown was like kidnapping fake kid. It. Yeah. Fake it. fake it. That's right. Johnny, you had something to say? Yeah, um, and I have something very similar, to, like, because you were mentioning, Jason, that you would go to Rick's house and you would go and, you know, Friday or Dark, you play video games. I had a similar thing. I know this is kind of a little off subject, but I don't know if you guys remember the show Sightings. Do you remember that? Oh, it was a Fox show. I know where you're going with this, Johnny. Yeah. Joel's house. I used shout, to out jo- every- shout out Joel. Yeah, shout out Joel and my cousin Joel and Eric, or Peter, uh, Joel and Eric. Uh, I every Friday I used to go like uh, hang out with them and watch sightings and play video games. Pizza. It was a it was, it was those Friday night man. I, remember, I don't know if you guys remember Sega, sighting. That was, it was Sega Genesis because Joe had yes. Sega Genesis. My tia would get Little Caesars pizza, and then we would watch sightings because Joe and Eric for some reason 
were obsessed with like aliens and Bigfoot and just like the occult yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great, great callback, Johnny. And I, I just had one last thing to say about the Snick stuff. Um, dude, that was like the routine for people growing up our age was TGIF Fridays and yep. then Snick Saturdays. That, yep. that was mm-hmm. that was appointment television. So that was a good call, Jay. All right. Peter, what was your number one? Uh, my number one, and this it might surprise you guys. It's a cartoon. Um, Doug. I love Doug. Doug's when I was great. growing up, I thought Doug, I mean, Doug was the shit. I, I always wanted to be Skeeter, the, the best friend. <laughs> I, always thought, I always thought myself more of a Skeeter guy. And then our buddy, Rick Brown, he was the Doug. <laughs> um, shout out, shout out Patty Mayonnaise and Roger Klutz and the Beats. The Beats was uh, the Doug's favorite band. Porkchop, I always wanted a dog named Porkchop. I never got one. Um, I love Doug. It was, it was probably my favorite cartoon growing up. Awesome. Yeah, Doug, Doug was definitely great. Uh, Johnny, what's your number one? I think this is really going to surprise everybody here because I don't know if it, this is going to like piss people off or what, but um, I was, I know that they would never have any like big time games on here, but I always loved Nick Arcade. I don't know if you guys remember that that show. Yeah, it was, I it was the silliest. Yeah, it was the silliest games. It was never like the, where they had Super Mario Brothers or any of those, yeah. like, you know, big games that we all grew up with but it was a really creative game that i i just you know you answer your questions or and then you play the game and all that and it was just their own like versions of like their games and all that and i just always seemed to like it it just was very creative and you know i i'll probably put it on like after we're done with this podcast just to you know go back to memory lane but and i just i, I know we're going to throw some honorable mentions as well too but yeah definitely nick arcade would be number one for me yeah, yeah my, Johnny, that was a great call. Nick Arcade was awesome, but the reason I I would I wouldn't put it higher was the same thing. They probably couldn't afford the licensing for like all the real games, so like they yeah. had their own video games, which were cool. But it would make me mad. Yeah. I was like, where do I even find these games? You know, like where is yeah. uh Street Fighter or, or stuff like that? So yeah. that I mean, it was a great, great show though. My my honorable mention is Rocco's Modern Life. I, I so yeah. I though my only Go beef ahead. with that is that that show wasn't on for very long. But uh, if you catch some of the replay, I think they show up at Nick at Night sometimes or Cartoon Network. I I can't remember which one. But if you if you ever catch some of the replays, like they had some they had such adult humor in that that you don't pick up on as as a kid. And then you rewatch that, you're like, oh, this show's fucking filthy. Like I like it. So it's it's some it it really really good adult humor in that. But I I love Rocco, especially with spunky just the fact that there's yeah. dogs named spunky and no one yeah. gets like innuendo yeah. on that it's that's fucking that's class that's good stuff so i got a bunch of i just wrote down i basically wrote down their whole lineup as on honorable mentions but obviously like we were a little too old for rugrats but that show was huge at the time um spongebob is a big one like spongebob dominated cartoons for a long time yeah and uh so uh i don't know if you remember hey dude that was another yeah. sitcom like in the late 80s, early 90s. That was like one of the first a... ones along with Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. Uh, Clarissa Explains It All. I used to like Clarissa yeah. Explains It All a lot. I hated her little brother, Ferguson. That guy sucked, man. He's one of the all-time worst characters on TV. Fuck you, Ferguson. And and also um, with that show, like those those parents you'd have a talking to, like do you realize there's a there's a you know pubescent teen coming up to your daughter's climbing, bedroom with a in a ladder and window. come yeah. in in the middle of the night and do all kinds of unspeakable things to to her all and, time you, and you just dad. yeah you just let it happen come on come on dad yeah mr darling all time bad dad <laughs> falling asleep at the wheel <laughs> uh, last last couple ones i got I, do you guys remember all that that was like yep. snl for kids yep. and that was obviously where Keenan and Kel came from. And then Keenan Thompson went on to be on SNL for now 20 years, basically. So uh, Keenan and Kel and all that were, were, were good ones. And my last two, this is when I was like super young and I didn't put them on our list, but Eureka's Castle. Do you guys remember Eureka's Castle? No. It was like Sesame Street yes. kind of deal. It was yeah, like Muppets and, and, and a castle and stuff like that. That was like way little. That was like, you know, like four or five years old at the time. But dude, Nickelodeon. Um, when we decided to do this power rankings, I went on a deep dive of, <laughs> of old school Nick cartoons and Nick shows and YouTube. Uh, shout out Stick Stickly, the host for a while. If you guys remember the Popsicle <laughs> Stick host. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good times. All right. 
All right. So uh, before we move on to our bets, we just want to do our, you know, we our podcast uh, small biz shout out. So I'll get, I'll get it started today because we definitely want to make sure that we bring awareness to the small businesses that might need some love and attention during the winter times and during COVID. So um, my small biz shout out for this podcast is going to be one of my favorite taco joints in the city. And that's big star in, in Wrigley in uh, Wicker park. Uh, great margaritas, just great tacos frequent that place very often in the summertime for some good patio patios, dog friendly. So I always make sure I try to bring my, my pupper there when, uh, when we go to the city. But um, if you, if you never had big star before it's tacos, bourbon, whiskey. So, and they have like a really good list of like extent, like rare and hard to find bourbon. So if you, uh, if you're a bourbon lover, you can definitely just go get some tacos and do bourbon. And they actually have like some, if you can actually sign up, they have like a kind of like a member exclusive, like bourbon club. Well, they'll, they'll have like limited releases of like rare bourbons. And I actually snagged a, um, a barrel reserve of Eagle rare and as well as a Weller 107. That's I kind of got to try that. Yeah. It's kind of like their handpicked barrels. So they, they do a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And uh, I definitely recommend if you haven't been there for, for lunch, dinner, and they actually do breakfast as well. Big star on uh, Damon by right, right by uh, North Avenue in Damon. So they, uh, they uh, have one of my favorite uh, micheladas in the city. They do yes, a really do good really michelada. Good, really good Michi. And that's the only time I've had uh Peppy Van Winkle was at, at that's, Big Star. That's true. So Me, yeah, they do, we, we they went do there. bourbon. Yeah, they, they they do a great job. Good call, Jason. All right, um, Peter, what's yours? My small business, we've been doing a lot of restaurants. So I try to swerve a little bit and, and do a, a a place. It's called Stitch by Stitch. It's at Chicago Ridge Mall. Johnny, you know, um, it's run by this guy named Joe. He does like personalized t-shirts, embroidery, hats, uniforms for work. Um, he's done a lot of work with uh, my work uniforms, um, some personalized, just like I did a crazy personalized uh, ugly Christmas sweater with our cousin Joel's face that was, on it. That was, that was classic. Um, and that's all done at uh, Stitch by Stitch in the Chicago Ridge Mall. It's right. It's the first door. It's the first store on the what is it now? East entrance of the of the mall, right past Sears is that first entrance. He's the first store there. And obviously we want to bring awareness to restaurants and, and everybody that's hurting. And I can imagine that guy, um, he does really good work and 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 being shut down for a while. Um, if you need anything done, whether it's you know, work hats, personalized stuff, anything like that, he does uh he does a really good job and he, he he's pretty reasonable. Um, price so uh, stitch by stitch in the Chicago Ridge Mall I can't recommend all right Johnny who's your small biz shout out uh, mine's yeah mine's is a restaurant I hope I'm not butchering this because uh, it's in Spanish but it's uh, Chile uh, Torrio um, it's on 35th and Damon but it's close by 35th and Damon but um a couple, maybe a couple, couple months ago, the first time I went over there, me and my dad went over there and my dad likes to talk to everybody, especially when it comes to like Mexican restaurants. So, but um, we went to this place and I had their, uh, their steak dinner and I just fell in love with it. Um, everything about it, the, the tenderness, the, um, the flavor of it as well too. Um, it was just incredible. And the, the guy, um, cause he was talking to me and my dad, he actually used to work with, um, with um rick bayless at one of his uh his um many many restaurants that he has he was a cook at one of those uh Very restaurants cool. of rick bayless but um definitely a really good uh place in up in mckinley park um it's i don't know if not too many people know about it but um if you are in that area it's uh between archer and damon on 35th but it's definitely a place if you are in uh um you have a taste for tacos or you have a taste for any Mexican uh, food, definitely try it out. I personally love the, the, the steak, but they know they have a lot of other good food as well too. My dad had the shrimp and that looked amazing as well too. But um, if you're in that area in the McKinley Park area, I would definitely highly recommend to try it. Awesome. All right. So that wraps up our small bill shout outs. And as always, it's Wednesday. So we're going to give you our, uh, weekly, or I should say for the weekend, our bum bets. And we've kind of already mentioned a couple of these during the uh, NFL playoff talk. So we'll give you a recap and another rundown of some that we might have missed here. Uh, so, Johnny, you want to start us off with uh, your three bets for the weekend? 
Uh, yeah. So um, I'm taking the obviously I've been uh, raving about the Buffalo Bills, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bills um, on the spread minus six and a half over the Colts. Um, I'm also taking the Ravens three and a half or minus three and a half uh, versus the Titans. And then um, the Bears and Saints, I am actually taking the over on that, uh, the 47 and a half points. I think they're going to score some points on that one. So uh, those are my three bets here. All right, Peter. So I haven't been doing well. I, I, I could admit it. I hope you've been fading my picks because I haven't had a winning <laughs> week since this thing started. But we're going back to my bread and butter. The PGA Tour is back. So I'm, <laughs> thank God, I'm ready to bet some golf. Um, my first golf pick of the year, Dustin Johnson, top five finish. It's at plus 125. He's the favorite to win. But obviously, it's so hard to pick just one guy to win. So I'm picking him as a top five finish. They're in Hawaii. He's never played bad in Hawaii. He's the number one golfer in the world. So all I'm doing is expecting him to, to, to come top five. And that's an easy one for me. He plays really well in, in Kapalua. Um, my second bet, um, I said it earlier, I, I am expecting the Bears to win, but that's not my bet. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to get them to cover. So I'm, I'm taking the Bears with the points. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game. And even if, uh, even if they don't end up winning, if they could keep it close, um, I'll be happy. Right. Uh, and my last one, we talked about it already. Um, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, it's a division game. It's, it's Sunday night. Um, I'm taking the under at 47 points. Um, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, under 47. All right. Uh, my three, it was, we already mentioned my first one, uh, Seahawks minus three and a half over the Rams. I just think with golf potentially not playing that that's going to be an easy game for the steel, the Seahawks. Um, my second game, obviously I mentioned as well, Tampa Bay minus seven and a half over, uh, the Washington football team. I mean, what can more be said about the, the Washington's like they, they just look the Washington's, the Washington's, <laughs> I, I don't know what you fucking call them. The Washington's they, they're just, they look like a, bad team so speaking yeah, of washington did you get no nah, i'm just kidding I, we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing it we're not this is, this, this is an oasis it, from that bullshit stick, stick in the sports doing. yep um, and sports. and closing out the bum bets um i am taking the under on the ravens and titans game at 45 or 40 54 and a half sorry um i think that that's as much as they, these teams might put up some points I think it might be like a, a quarter or two before where they feel each other out. And I just think that, you know, 55 points seems a lot for these two teams, even though they, they do have really good offenses. I think if it was 50, I might take it, but, or upper forties, I might take the over, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I can trust, you know, 55 points between the Ravens and Titans on that. Um, so those are, those are our bum bets for the week. Hopefully you guys gamble responsibly. And if you take our advice and you hit, let us know because we like to have some bragging rights and be like, I told you so. We need it. Yes. We need, we need all the ego stroke was, we can get around here. It was definitely a tough, tough week for us all last yeah. week. So. Yeah. And also I want to sh- mention a shout out to the bulls. I, I, on that great come from behind victory last night, I threw a little money started the fourth quarter when they were down and they actually ended up, I picked them to, to pull out the, the upset win in the start of the fourth. And they did. And I won me, won me some cash. I dabbled a little bit late at night. So yeah. And shout out. We talked about this with uncle John. He picked the, he picked them to win only two games in January. They won two already. So he's in trouble. Yeah. They're going to have to go. Oh, they're going to have to go over for the rest of the, the, the January slate. So good, good on the bulls, man. Um, Billy Donovan's got them playing pretty well. Um, obviously the first couple games were, up and down, but I like the way this team competes. And, and it seemed like um, they asked Zach Levine after the game on that comeback, does this team come back like that last year? And he flat out said no. So that was indicative. That was indicative of Jim Boylan, but just, just as much indicative of, of how Billy Donovan and his uh, presence is working with this team. So shout out, Boylan, Bulls, man. Boylan would have set Levine that whole fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this season. Just to yeah. just to see how they de- develop. Me too. All right, so we're gonna wrap up the this episode of the Bumcast. We're gonna do another edition of Who's That Bum, and we're gonna hope that we have a little better luck this time than last episode <laughs> when uh, Peter and Johnny went to their first ever draw when they could not figure out it was Ralphie from Christmas Story. 
So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it back, and hopefully, I gave him some little easier clues this time. But there, I, I believe the score is two one and one now. So two one and one. I'm winning two one and one. All right. So it's so hopefully this one is uh is a little easier to get. And I will say that um I I test these clues out on my girlfriend, and she did not get it. So let's hope that oh, you guys have better luck. Okay. All right. Clue number one. She had a sex tape that no one asked for or wanted. She had a sex tape that no one asked for or wanted. All right. Clue number two. Talk about one. Wait, can I guess during the clues? Yeah, you can guess during the clues. China. No. Clue number two. Talk about one awkward practice. Talk about one awkward practice. All right. Clue number three. Kim Kardashian. No. That was her first guess too, and she and, and incorrect. Clue number three. You proved. She, I'm sorry. She proved you can get a second chance if you cry about it enough. She proved you can get a second chance if you cry about it enough. The Paris Hilton. No. All right. Okay. Clue number four, and he's he, these two are the good ones, as as you guys know. Clue number four. She always wanted the gold, but ended up a fool. I got it. Tanya Harding. Correct. Yeah. Winner. Thank goodness. We needed a quick one, man. Good Usually job, Peter. I didn't even, didn't even get the clue number five. Usually the gold thing gave it away. That yeah. was that was right away. Um, but yeah, man, these segments usually take 10 to 15 minutes and it's dead silent because me and Johnny just have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm happy this one was a was a quick one. Yeah, clue number five was why 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 are you acting like this? <laughs> yeah, the why 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 would have would have given it away to Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I forgot that she had a sex tape that was just like no like no no no, no one wants yeah we we want Pam Anderson and Carmen Electra we do not need Tanya Harding like no um, awkward practice was right after the Nancy Kerrigan when incident where they had to skate together and the that, olympics that clue like flipped it on me because i as soon as you started started talking about practice i started thinking alan iverson mm-hmm. and like we're talking about practice and i'm like what yeah. does that mean so that was yeah good. so that that was when they had to skate together before their their competition um and then the third clue was she proved you can get a second chance if you cry about it enough and that was when she her skate lace broke and she cried about it to the judges and they gave her a reskate during competition so good job that we we actually didn't have to go 10 minutes on on who's that bum so peter you're taking I'm so the proud lead. of myself three one and three one and one is the is the all-time record now so we'll have another edition of who's that bum next week and you know maybe we'll have to get cousin javi on uh as a as a you know guest contestant on who's that bum one of these days because i just keep on missing his his messages to get back on the on the podcast Fair. So, sorry sorry javi um, but yes, guys, let's, you know, hopefully we get uh, bears victory Monday. I am cautiously optimistic, you know, even though I picked the pack, even though I picked the saints to, to win, but I'm hoping for hoping for a miracle. Yeah. yeah hope we, I'm wrong too, so. Either yeah. way, it's, we're going to be the highest of highs or the lowest of lows on yeah. Monday morning. So that's, that's right. Stay so, tuned. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this extended, you know, edition of the Bumcast. As once again, I'm your host HBIC for Baloney to Southside Bum. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on Monday. Good night, Happy. Bye, Happy. Mm-hmm.